Hey Scooby Squad, welcome to Puppy Dog Tales, where we share amazing true stories about man's best friend. I'm Hannah. And I'm Annika. And today's dog is a lifeguard that will give Baywatch a run for its money. I'm a little too proud of that one. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, Thank like you. It. Thank mm-hmm. you very much. I'll be here all of the episode. I don't know. That yeah. little part. <laughs> you, you're trying. That's okay. Yeah. Not every joke can land. No. Um, <laughs> nope. Yeah. I don't think we have a lot of, like, business business Mm-mm. to share, but... Not really. I have to brag on my dog for a little bit. Yeah. She's very cute this morning. She, um... So she has a routine, and I can't say it because she's sitting right beside me, but... Yep. Nope. Don't say the words. There's a particular way that I tell her it's time to eat her morning meal. Yeah. <laughs> and when I say that, she like prances and runs to the kitchen. It's really cute. Yeah. And um, today, when I scooped her food out of the box, I spilled some because clumsy. And <laughs> and I, you know, I was just like, she's going to eat it anyway. I was like, go ahead, get it, Sadie. And she just stared at me and just like looked at me like, that's wrong, Mom. I can't Aww. do that. And so sweet. I know. And she left it alone. And yeah, she didn't even like flinch. She just stared at me and watched me pick it up and Aww. put it in her food bowl. And then she prayed and she ate her breakfast. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think. Okay. I know I've taken a video of her doing her like praying routine, but I need to post it. It's so precious. It's really cute. And we didn't even initiate it. No. She totally put her hand in one of our hands at one point and we were like I guess we need to pray now Uh, (laughs) they have like this cute little prayer that they pray every time she eats we did it with all of our guide dogs when I was in high school and so yeah and so uh, when she put her hand in my hand to pray I was like well I guess I'll just pull out the old guide dog prayer there you go Uh, (laughs) that's super cute let me move my coffee because that's not for you (laughs) she won't drink coffee oh well that's good it's she shouldn't (laughs) oh and then like okay so you've been doing like crochet and stuff recently yes y'all she made this super cute baby blanket for my baby nephew i looked at the picture so cute i looked at the picture this morning and i was like man i'm good yeah (laughs) (laughs) sometimes you gotta toot your own horn but there was, like, some sort of tool you use for crochet that spilled. And she yeah. was so good. She just left it alone and let you yeah. pick it up. Oh, yeah. The, it's, a, it's a stitch marker. You just, yeah. Yeah. You got to count stitches. And it looks like a little, like, what do you call that? Like, like a, a safety little, pin, kind of. Yeah, but But they're plastic. colorful. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so Sadie had a little good girl moment. <laughs> yeah. She always does. She's a, she is a good girl. She's a very but, good girl. Yeah. I'm cuddling with her her strawberry pancake squishmallow right now. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't see her. Aw, that's cute. All right. Well, we're going to talk about a good boy today. So, his name is Swansea Jack. That's what he <laughs> has so been cute. come to know by. So, Swan the Swansea is a body of water in Wales. Okay. And so, his cool. name was not originally Swansea Jack. It okay. was just Jack. Um, oh. Yeah. There is another character in this story, you know, there, or, you know, person. It's not made up. So, but his name is Jack. So, I'm going to call him Swansea Jack the whole okay. time. But gotcha. he didn't get that nickname until later. 
But yeah, it makes a lot of sense that his name, that he is, you know, posthumously named after a body of water. Yeah. His, huh? I said, yeah. It does. His stories kind of turned into a bit of a legend, especially in Wales. And I I looked at a lot of different sites. I think his site, his story came up on the BBC. So that's where a lot of my information came from. I unfortunately was not able to track down a copy of this, but there is a book called The True Tale of Swansea Jack, written nice. by Bernie Heller and Gail Morgan Simmons. And they are residents in Wales. So that's cool. Yeah. So they're wanting to, you know, make sure that his story doesn't get forgotten. So, yeah. So you should look into ordering that book. All right. So it's debated what his breed was. Mm-hmm. At the time, most people thought that he was a Newfoundland dog. Okay. But if you look at pictures, which. If you look at pictures, he's super floofy. Oh, okay. So that yeah. would make sense for Newfoundland, but he's a little bit smaller than one would expect with a Newfoundland. Um, oh, I have some insight there. Oh. Yeah. They're back when, probably around when Swansea Jack was a, a growing boy. So um, this was 1930s. Yeah. Okay. Like, there were actually two distinctions between size in the breed of Newfoundlands. Oh. There were small Newfies and there were large Newfies. Okay. So there's still a chance that he was in Newfoundland. And okay. a Newfie is definitely short for Newfoundland. Yeah. But I get it. He does look, he looks more like a 70, 80 pound dog than a... Yeah. He looks a little smaller. So today people think he might have been a black lab. It's, I mean, at this point it's really hard to tell which, but... Yeah, so that's up for debate. So he was born in, this is a Welsh name, I'm going to do my best, y'all. You know, you get it, you know the drill. So he was born in Treboith, Wales in 1930. Mm-hmm. And his first owners found him to be troublesome, to say the least. Oh, poor buddy. <laughs> I know. So he would often, he was a little escape artist, so he would oh. often get out of the yard and go to Llewellyn Park. Um, okay. There, he would try, he discovered ducks. Ah. Yeah. And so this is interesting because he's so associated with water. He was actually scared of the water. Oh, um, buddy. Yeah. So there's lots of instances of him, like, unfortunately, killing the ducks one source that I found. So the author of The True Tale, Swansea Jack, she said that he would try to save the ducks from the water, but he was just too strong and would end up killing them. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm not Poor sure guy. if that's the actual motivation with the ducks, yeah. but it's cute to say that. So, yeah. So eventually... His owners, his original owners, rehomed him, and he was adopted by a man named William Thomas. Okay. So William Thomas worked at the docks on the Swansea hauling goods. So hauling goods on and off of the boats there. He was said to be extremely patient with Jack. <laughs> yep. Uh, sounds like Jack needed a little bit of patience. Mm-hmm. Um, but since he, you know, since they lived so close to the water and worked on the water 
he wanted to make sure that Jack, Swansea Jack, knew how to swim. Yeah, that's good. So he was able to rehabilitate him a little bit, work on his behavior with the whole duck situation, um, and teach him not to be afraid of the water. Mm-hmm. So, and apparently, which we're going to do a segment on, like, swimming with your dog. Um, yeah. This is not the way to do it. No. But he would just <laughs> kind of throw Jack into the water oh, and goodness. let him swim with some of the boys there. Yeah. And, you know, he, it worked for little Swansea Jack. He was fine. Um, but again, not how to there's... do that with your kids, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> no, no, no. There are better ways to go swimming with your dog that we'll get into later. Um, but eventually, what? I said, there are better, yeah, definitely better ways to teach anyone how to swim. Canine, yes. human. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> but again, in this instance, it worked, and Swansea Jack learned to love being in the water. Loved it. His favorite place to swim was called the North Dock of the okay. River. It's T-A-W-E. I'm going to say Ta. I am not Welsh. If I'm saying it wrong, Asari. Okay. And so where he wanted to swim was kind of a dangerous area. I tried to look into that a little more about, like, what made it dangerous. Like, if there are rapids or if it was super deep. I couldn't really find anything out. But it just says it was a dangerous area. So he would swim with the boys in the river. And sometimes, even when the boys were perfectly fine, he would, like, grab the collar of their shirt and try to drag them out. And they just <laughs> they just thought it was funny. Oh, buddy. Yeah. So in nineteen thirty one, so this is just Jack is about a year old. Okay. Swansea Jack was playing in the water of the North Dock, like like you do. Yeah. And there are a bunch of other boys playing. And a twelve year old boy named Jack okay. was funny. there to dump some trash or something like that. And He got into a fight with another boy. Mm. Mm -hmm. And I've heard kind of two reports on this. So the first thing I saw was that the boy lost his footing and slipped into the water. Gotcha. Another report that I saw was that he was pushed. Like during the scuffle with the other boy, he got pushed into the water. I Yeah, that's, yeah. Regardless, this 12-year-old boy ends up in the water and he's struggling to stay afloat um Mm -hmm. swansea jack took zero time jumped into the water and began dragging the boy out he grabbed his collar in his mouth like the collar of his shirt and starts dragging him out to safety that's amazing i know interestingly enough though this incident went unreported and a lot of People thought the boy was exaggerating. What? Yeah, like, so many people didn't believe him. That's crazy. I know, yeah. And again, like, he's just a year old. Wow. This dog, so, like, that's pretty remarkable. Because, like, at just, at a year old, they're, like, are they still, hold on, this might need to be cut out. They're still puppies at a year old, right? Yeah. Yeah, so he's still a puppy, especially, and he's especially saving a young kid. That breed, whether or not he's like a retriever type or a Newfie type. That's true, too, because they are still like fairly, even retrievers. They take a minute to grow up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
So, again, lots of people just thought the boy was exaggerating. Nothing really came of it. Well, a few weeks later, so this is July of 1931, mm -hmm. there were a lot of people at the North Dock that day. It was just a yeah. particularly busy day there. And Swansea Jack noticed another swimmer struggling in the water. So, again, he does the exact same thing. He hops mm -hmm. right on in, grabs the person's collar, and drags them out. And this one I wasn't able to find, like, how the person ended up in the water or what happened. Mm -hmm. But we know that he pulled this person out to safety. Wow. Yeah. Cool. And this time there was a huge crowd. So everybody saw it. And there was actually a photograph taken, which appeared in the local newspaper. Aww. Yeah. So That's this time awesome. nobody could debate whether or not this was true like there were too many people that had seen him save this person mm -hmm. so the town council got together and they were they decided to award Swansea Jack a silver collar for his heroism so yeah wow yeah so I just get some recognition and I'll be like you're just over exaggerating little boy I know right yeah, yeah. so I'm sure the little boy felt like, yeah, see? I told you this told you. was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So in August of 1931, Swansea Jack became a member of the Tail Waggers Club, <laughs> which is the cutest name nice. for anything ever anywhere. Uh, so the Tail Waggers Club helped to promote the welfare of dogs, and William Thomas started taking him to carnivals. Um, yeah, started doing like appearances with Jack with Swansea Jack and a lot of these appearances helped raise money for charities which is awesome oh wow yeah so in 1933 Mr. Thomas moved to the Victoria Victoria Hotel um it wasn't as close to the water as they were living before but it was still close enough for Swansea Jack to you know travel back and forth okay and this is super cute. I couldn't find out too much information about this, but one source that I read said mm -hmm. that the landlord's son would often accompany Swansea Jack to the water on his little missions. Wow. I know. I just think that's so cute. Like this little boy going with him to the yeah. water every day. So unfortunately, those were the only two instances where I could find a lot of detail about his rescues. Mm -hmm. But... By 1934, he had saved at least 14 lives from potential drownings. Wow. Just by hanging out at the dock? Yeah, just by hanging out at the docks with um, Mr. Thomas. That's yeah. really cute. And the number may have even been higher. So, William Thomas was illiterate. Oh, I said cute. I meant cool. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Thomas was illiterate. Um, unfortunately, but again, this is hmm. the 1930s. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't able to keep track of how many rescues Swansea Jack did. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So again, the number could be, could definitely be higher. Mm -hmm. Um. But yeah, so he would wait on the docks, watching to make sure people were safe, and if there were any cries for help, he would jump into action and drag people out to safety. Good um, job, Swansea. Yeah. Jack. I know. <laughs> I, I was like, Swansea's not his actual the name. The Swansea is a body of water, yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 
So there is a theory as to how Jack was always in the right place at the right time. Uh-huh. Um, so, again, William Thomas worked on the docks and he always brought Jack. Jack loved being near the water. Mm-hmm. But also, a lot of people during this time, again, 1930s, a lot of people were not taught how to swim. Yeah. So it's likely that the number of people that needed help was pretty high. And then the docks were always super busy. So someone being accidentally, like, knocked off into the water was not uncommon. Oh, okay. So that might explain why, partially, you know, why he's always able to pull people to safety um, Mm -hmm. and why the numbers are so high. Not to belittle how amazing it is, not to belittle his heroism, like, he's still saving lives. This is still amazing. But just to kind of explain. In 1936, Swansea Jack and William Thomas moved back to Triboy. But this didn't okay. stop Jack from going to the North Docks. Wow. Um, yeah, it was only about a three-mile journey to the docks. Oh, okay. So okay. he regularly was able to go. Mm-hmm. And at this point, Jack's story garnered media attention from all over the world. Wow. And this is the, again. The 1930s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This isn't in the age, like, nowadays, that's not a big deal at all. Like, we're telling stories from, like, Australia, you know, Japan, all over the world. But but in the 1930s, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Um, So, he was able to save, he is credited with saving 27 people from drowning. But he did not just save people. Yeah. So at one point, and I looked really hard for more details about this one. I couldn't really find anything, Mm -hmm. unfortunately. Part of that is just, you know, it's an old story. Right. Um, And again, his stories kind of become a legend. So Mm -hmm. that can make things hard as well. But he was able to pull a dog from a muddy river. Mm-hmm. So, like, this poor dog was just, like, trapped in this muddy river, couldn't get out, and Swansea Jack came and got him. Aww. And then one time, he's out at the river by the north docks, and he sees yeah. just, like, this weird sack floating in the river. Whoa. So, he, and again, like, a lot of people at this time were disposing trash and stuff into the water, which we know better now. We don't do anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't too odd to see things floating in the river. Mm-hmm. But Jack, Swansea Jack, jumped in and hauled it out. And when they opened it up, there was a litter of puppies in oh the sack. Oh, my God. Yeah. Which makes oh me, no. like, yeah. really sad for those babies. Like, why? Anyway. Uh-huh. Who put them in a... Mm-hmm. Who did that to yeah. them? Yeah. So, but he was able to save those little babies from drowning as well. That's so cool. Unfortunately, Mm -hmm. this part gets really sad. When he was seven years old, William Thomas noticed that Swansea Jack was just not acting right. Mm -hmm. Um, He seemed very lethargic and just very, like, down. Like, he just wasn't acting like himself. Um, so he took him to a vet, and the vet confirmed that he had been poisoned no. with rat poisoning. Oh, no. I know. And it's just so sad that this 
incredible heroic dog he saved so many people from drowning Mm -hmm. that this is how he passed yeah because unfortunately it's rat poison he did not make it yeah Um, that sounds really strong yes so it's hard to know if this was something nefarious or if it was just accidental yeah. Because rat poison was super common back then. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's hard to know if he just ingested something that was put out for rats. I don't under I don't know why somebody would do it on purpose. Yeah. I can't understand that, especially a dog who's doing so much and was so beloved by his community. Yeah. I mean, so, rat poison almost killed NC State's live mascot. Oh um, my gosh, really? Yeah, when I was in college, a UNC student, <gasps> some UNC students poisoned um, the the farm where they raised the live mascots. Oh my gosh. I think, actually, I don't think Tuffy was poisoned. Tuffy's the name of our live mascot. Okay. And, but I think some of her siblings were poisoned, fortunately. Mm-hmm. Now they can treat it. It might have not been, you know what, it might have been a different poison. Okay. But it was something, like, bad, oh like antifreeze or rat poison. That's terrible. Yeah. And I get, so, NC State and UNC, for people who are not in North Carolina, are yeah. pretty big rivals down here. There's, yeah. like, the big three in North Carolina. It's, like, Duke State and UNC, UNC. and you have to, like, you have to pick one, yeah. like, when you move here. But, yeah, that's there. That's not, there's no excuse for that, rivalry mm-hmm. or not. That's a, that's a life. You can't yeah. Do that. Anyway, but yeah, we need to cover Tuffy at one point. We do. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I, I, I like to believe that it was on accident. It was probably an accident. I just can't imagine somebody yeah. doing. It. I mean, this was a beloved dog. Yeah. The whole community loved him. So, yeah, the Canine Defense League League was so outraged. That Aww. they offered a reward of 25 pounds for information. Wow. In today's money, that would be 3,000 pounds. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. They they really wanted to know why this had happened to this dog. Nobody came forward with information. Nobody was caught for it. Interesting. Um, which, again, help, makes me kind of believe that it was, yeah, it was, it was probably an accidental accident. poisoning. Yeah. So, Swansea Jack was buried originally in Thomas's backyard, but the town council wanted him placed in a more prominent location so that, you know, the people in the village could all pay their respects. Yeah. So, yeah. He's a hero. Absolutely. So, they moved him to a location in the Swansea Promenade, and... One resident named Cecil Jones created a memorial for Jack completely free of charge. It was just oh, wow. out of the goodness of his heart. It was just something he wanted to do. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Just a few years after Swansea Jack passed away, William Thomas passed away during the Blitz in 1941. Mm-hmm. Yeah, apparently the Victoria Hotel was wiped out by an air raid. Oh, my God. During the Blitz, yeah. So, Swansea Jack leaves behind a really strong legacy. He received 
lots of rewards for his bravery. Yeah. Um, this isn't all of them, but some of the awards that he received was the Daily Mirror Award for Bravery. Nice. He received the Star's Bravest Dog of the Year Award. Mm-hmm. He was on one occasion able to meet the royal family. Wow. Which is super cool. Yeah. Um. He received the equivalent of the Victoria... So it's the canine equivalent of the Victoria Cross Award. He received that twice. That's awesome. And this is... I'm, You know, we're American. We don't know things. So (laughs) It's cool. The Victoria Cross is the highest decoration of the British honor system. Wow. So, like, I think for us, it'd be the equivalent of, like, a Purple Heart. Well, is there, like, a... Like, wouldn't it be, like, the Medal of Freedom? Like, or so, yeah. like, Purple Heart specifically military. That's true. Yeah, I don't know. Something like that. But, yeah, so, but whatever. Like, regardless, it's the highest medal that you can receive. Mm-hmm. Um, That's awesome. Which is really cool. And I'm not sure who awarded this one, but he also, at one point, received Dog of the Century Award. Um. And obviously he has the children's book that I mentioned earlier written by a Welsh team. So again, if you're interested in that, it is the true tale, T-A-I-L, of Swansea Jack. Yeah. By Bernie Heller and Gail Morgan Simmons. So check that one out. And then there's also a bar that opened um, in his town called the Swansea Jack. That's cool. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really sad. He only lived seven years. It's really sad that his life was cut so short. But during those seven years, I mean, he saved 37 people from drowning. That's wow. incredible. Yeah. So. Wow. That's right. amazing. Yeah. Our second segment for today is a breed spotlight on, you guessed it, the Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Cutie pies. They're so cute. Um, And I found a whole lot about these guys because they have a really interesting history, actually. Yeah. So they were originally working dogs for fishermen and you guessed it, Newfoundland. Yeah. Interesting naming choice there. (laughs) Right? (laughs) They can be black, gray, brown, or white, but originally only accepted as like a breed. The breed standard was black. Huh. And I feel like that's, like, when a Newfoundland dog comes to my mind, that's mm-hmm. what I think of is, like, big, floofy black. Yeah, I, and I, I think I, I, mentioned, I mentioned this earlier. We had a neighbor dog growing up that w- that lived down the street from us that was in Newfoundland. Aww. And I was afraid of her because she had a huge bark. Aww. And she was, like, <laughs> she was, like, a solid 150, and I was a Ooh. tiny child. Yeah. And, Get it. Yeah, but she was really sweet. Oh, like, yeah. Like, I ended up petting her and, like, really liking her, but, like, it, it took me a minute. So... Yeah, newbies are super sweet. Super cute. So, basically, their history, they're related to the Irish Water Spaniel, the Labrador Retriever, and the Curly Coated Retriever, which is a lot smaller than what we picture when we see a Newfoundland. Yeah, yeah. So, they were originally a smaller breed uh, until English explorers and fishermen traveled and then interbred them with oh, mastiffs. So, they're basically... 
a mastiff crossed with like a lab. Okay, well, so that's interesting because like one of the things that I was reading about with Swansea Jack was that like at the time they thought it was a he thought they thought he was a newfie, mm-hmm. but then he was smaller. Yeah. So a lot of people now think maybe he wasn't, but like if so, but mm-hmm. yeah, if they didn't get bigger until later, then maybe he was a newfie. So he yeah he very well might have been a Newfoundland, yeah. but. Because there was, for a while, around that time when Swansea Jack was around, there was, like, two different sizes of the same breed. There right. was a smaller size and a larger size. Like, there was the part that had been interbred with Mastiffs, and then the part that had not been. Mm-hmm. Or crossed, I guess. Not yeah. Okay. Either way, that's the same thing. <laughs> okay. Their appearance is extra large floof. <laughs> um, yes. They range from 120 to 180 pounds wow um, that's the that's the smallest female like yeah. range to the highest male range so okay. that's why it's such a big difference yeah yeah they have a thick double coat webbed toes and water resistant fur um Good. they are elsa the cold doesn't bother them anyway <laughs> and they are 22 to 30 inches tall at the shoulder which is pretty tall for yeah a dog. that is because think about it then you got that big old head to go on top of that exactly um, yeah so and for, measured from nose to tail can be up to six feet so they're also very long boys yeah. and the cool thing is that despite their huge size their temperament is super calm and docile yeah um but don't underestimate that they are super strong right they're definitely reminding me they're giving me saint bernard vibes um, uh yeah yeah i was thinking that too yeah they're very loyal often known as the gentle giant among dogs they're great with kids oh and i always thought that nana from peter pan was a saint bernard it turns out that nana is actually a newfoundland oh really i did not know that yeah i don't think i did until either. i did this research yeah. i thought she was a saint bernard Aww. she's a she's a newfie that makes so much sense too right? like they are known for being amazing with children amazing mm-hmm. with little kids but saint yeah. bernards are too oh, that's true so yeah yeah but yeah so let's see they're great search and rescue dogs Mm-hmm. Um, especially obviously when it comes to water. Yep. AKA Swansea. Uh, Jack. Oh, I keep forgetting his name is not Swansea. <laughs> uh, or that Swansea's not yeah, really part of his name. The Jack in there. Yeah. yeah. That's just that's just a body of water. Um <laughs> Okay. Real quick, behind yeah. the scenes moment. The dogs were like barking like crazy and now they're quiet and it's like the mom thing, like when your kids are being too quiet, like you're mm, like, what you're is nervous. wrong? What you probably found a bug to eat. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> so also, sorry if you can hear our dogs in the back. Yeah. There's a lot of things happening, and they needed to both be here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so fun fact about Newfies is that they swim differently than other dogs. Oh, really? They do not doggy paddle. Oh. So most dogs get in and do the cute little doggy paddle, but instead, to be stronger and smarter, they move their limbs in a down and outward motion giving them a lot more powerful kicks so, oh really oh my gosh that's yeah. cool so you don't see so the it's kind of like up. it would be kind of like the like breaststroke kick i, I guess, guess so, so yeah. yeah down and out yeah yeah that's so yeah cool. they yeah they can have a lot of health problems unfortunately um mm-hmm. a lot of that happens with size yeah. larger dogs have shorter lifespans but their problems their major problems can include hip and elbow dysplasia 
cystinuria, which is bladder stones, which is interesting. We haven't come across a dog that struggles with that. Hmm. Subvalvular aortic stenosis, and which is basically just uh, for all my medical nerds out there, um, <laughs> it is a hardening of the aortic valves. Oh. I'm pretty sure Aww. it can just make the heart valves not good at closing. Yeah. So kind of like having a heart murmur, um, but instead of them just like, I have a heart murmur, so I know a little bit more about it. Like sometimes the heart valves just don't close on time mm. and a little, blood, a little bit of blood swishes backwards. This is like, instead of them just not being timed right, they're, they're slow. Yeah. Uh, at closing and they have a hard time closing, probably have a hard time closing and opening. Poor babies. And that can cause early death. Yeah. It sounds like, I think it's a genetic issue, but yeah, but yeah, but they're very sweet dogs and if you have the patience to train them, then they're also very sweet dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But they're also huge and they need a lot of brushing. Yes. <laughs> so the, yeah. You gotta the, weigh the your grooming gotta weigh your level options. on this dog is, is high. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know. Super sweet. So small price to pay. Very sweet dog. Yeah. yeah. Um yeah. so I also wanted to talk about swimming with your pup. So some tips keeping your dog safe in the water Mm -hmm. since it's summer. Um, Do do you want to share about like Sadie's first time? This was like the scariest thing as a... It was really scary. So technically Sadie's the first dog I've owned. Yeah. I had dogs that that, they were guide dogs. Or like family dogs before. We had a family dog. Yeah. But she was also, she was a failed guide dog. So it was still kind of weird. Not that Maggie wasn't ours. Yeah, she was. Yeah, but, she definitely was. But yeah. But so we took the girls, Sadie and Buffy, to a river called the Eno. Back when Sadie was three or four. I think she was four months old. She yeah, was she was still little. But she, yeah, she had just had her rabies vaccine. So she was safe to go out and play in like different areas and be a little safer about getting, not getting parvo. So we were like, let's take her out on the Eno and run around on the trails. And yeah. we don't do this often, but there's like this spot where no one is there. So we kind of let, let them off yeah. the leash for a little bit. And they ran around and had a jolly good time. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> but they a did. Jolly good time. And they, it sounds like they had their pinkies up and they were drinking tea. But they were just wrestling. <laughs> they were the, not. They were wrestling in the forest. <laughs> uh, when all of a sudden Buffy took off. Yep. And straight down a hill towards the the big old river. And at this point, Buffy had been swimming before. We knew she could swim. It wasn't like we had taken her to our friend's pool previously. So we knew she was capable of swimming, but she didn't like it at the pool. Yeah. So it was weird. But yeah, she starts sprinting off. And and Sadie had never swam before because we got she was born in December and it's now just April. So like too cold to swim and it was right. still too cold to swim yes but sadie took off after her because that's her big cousin and she Where does everything goes, sadie goes yeah right. exactly that was the and so they so we're freaking out we drop everything and just run towards the river and <laughs> buffy jumps in off a rock sadie jumps in right after her and i was like oh my god like trying yeah. to decide if i was gonna like jump out about jumping in and like not getting hypothermia oh yeah and we i think both of us were i think i was ahead of you but both of us were 
ready to just dive right in and go get him. Yeah. And and then I look up and Sadie's just dog paddling. She's just swimming away. She just does this big old circle, comes out and comes out like nothing was the matter. Like yep. on the grass. <laughs> and she came right to me and I like I praised her because she came to me. I was like, I'm right. not gonna if I punish yes. her then she'll never want to go in the water. That's important. Um, yeah. So I so she came to me and then she started shivering and she was upset. Yeah. Buffy hurt herself getting out of the water. Well, okay, so Sadie was smart about it and she <laughs> Like, so where they jumped in, it was kind of, like... It was like a diving board, but it was a rock. Yeah, it was a rock, but it, it like, was up above the water a little bit. It wasn't that high. Like, they were fine, but... Where Sadie climbed in, she found a little slope to climb out, which is, you know, what smart. is smart. Yeah. And Buffy <laughs> just came back to where she had hopped in, which is just a cliff face. It's a different kind of smart, but it's... You right, know. yeah. Like, if you're a dog, that's very logical, honestly. Right. But Go, right. Yeah. It is. I, yeah, but she tried to climb up that cliff, and her... She wasn't injured badly or anything. It was just no. her little dew claw got... Yeah, it ripped off. Yeah. Yeah. So... It was painful to look at, but we yep. took care of it. Um. <laughs> so, anyway, so... Here are some safety tips... For when you don't want your dog to just learn how to swim by hopping in cold water. Yeah. Yeah. I don't recommend it, but. But, Nope. But it worked out fine. It worked out for me. For us. For Sades. All right. So step number one is make sure you have your dog wearing a life vest. Oftentimes dogs won't notice the change in the depth when they're in the water or they won't notice like a change in the surf. Like if the water starts Mm. getting choppy or anything, they won't notice that. So. Have them in a life vest, especially if you're planning on, like, going out for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like Sadie in the kayak. Yeah. She or, kept getting out. Yeah, or Buffy in the canoe. So mm-hmm. we took Buffy recently. We went, my husband and I went to Shenandoah National Park, and we went canoeing on the Shenandoah River with Buffy. And this... We had, I had already researched this, and we'd actually already recorded. This is, we had to re-record because of technical difficulties. And, (laughs) but yeah, like, some of these tips are actually super helpful for me to keep in mind when we were in the canoe. Mm -hmm. Um, We did not have her in a life vest, and I wish we had, because there were a couple times where she fell out, and I... Oh, no. I know. And she was fine, but, like, she would have felt safer... I would have felt more comfortable knowing she was in a life vest. So we're going to get one. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Step number two, wear a life vest yourself. Mm-hmm. Even if you're a great swimmer, like I would consider myself a fairly strong swimmer. Yeah. Yeah. If your dog gets scared, though, they can climb onto you. Right. They're going to go to you. Mm-hmm. You're you're who they feel safe with. So they're going to go to you, climb on you, and that could put both of you at risk. One of the guide dogs we raised, actually, um, Oakley, who was such a rough-and-tumble boy, we got him in the water, and he freaked out and, like, Aww. climbed up Amy because Amy was the his main razor. Right. My sister. <laughs> and, hey, Ames. And, uh, <laughs> and, yeah, she had, like, big old red scratches all over her yeah. because this big old boy who we thought Aww. was going to be so brave in the water had a freak-out panic moment. Aw. So she... Yeah. Yeah, it definitely happens. So just, you know, make sure you are safe as well. Wear a life vest. Mm-hmm. 
this is what we did not do with Sadie. Mm. Uh, start off in shallow water first. She yeah. dove on she in. Just, she just knew it was her destiny. Yeah, apparently. So start off in shallow water when you're first introducing them. Like if they've never swam before. Shallow water first. Mm-hmm. Use lots of praise, maybe some sort of small flat toy to lure them into the water to get them in deeper. And give them praise when they're able to go further in. And then if they seem to be freaked out in shallow water, that gives you the opportunity to move them back onto dry land. Because if you just, like, if you keep pulling them out, it's just going to make them scared of the water. And yeah. That's, we don't want that. We don't want that at all. And then if you can, if you're physically able, go in with them. Because, again, you're their safe place. They're going to want to follow you. They're going to want to play with you. So go in with them if you can. Yeah. My first guide dog, Cassie, was so afraid of the water. We had a puppy pool party when she was like two months old. I still need a puppy pool party in my life. It sounds great. We had one with like every guide dog. And Cassie was the trickiest, actually, because she was not, even though she's a lab, she was not a natural born swimmer. Yeah. And so I had to get in the water and like make her feet stay down. So that she didn't just like flail everywhere, <laughs> and and then my Australian That's Shepherd's cute. like a natural born swimmer. I yeah. think it's hilarious. But yeah. then Al, our next guide dog after Cassie, we got to a pool. He ran right in, and him and like literally twenty other dogs just like swam around in the pool all day. It was hilarious. Yeah, but yeah. So just if you, I yeah, if you get in the dog, yeah, you're right. The dog feels more safe. Right. If they're not natural, a natural at swimming, then they're going to need you there or they're going to freak out. Right. And then never like the water. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Teach them, make sure that they know how to get out before you get them in. Mm. And most dogs will probably do like what Buffy did. They'll just go back the way that they came in. Yeah. So take them in through the shallow, you know, however you're going to have them exit. Take them in that way. Um, and then... You know, you can point them to the exit. You can drag them to the slope. If you can't get in with them for any reason, just stay by the exit. And then that way you can call them and then they can go out that way. Mm-hmm. Keep swim sessions to about 10 minutes or less to avoid what's called water toxicity. And this is oh, what yeah. was really helpful for us with Buffy. You don't, yeah, yeah, you don't want them to swallow too much water. Make sure your dog doesn't swallow too much water. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what is water toxicity. So it can lead to vomiting after swimming and just lead to a whole slew of issues. Yeah, it can Um, be really bad. People, yeah, when people do those stupid like gallon drinking contests, yeah, like you can, you get too much it unbalances the salt and the water in your body right and it can make your cells start to explode and i think for dogs it seems like it happens even faster just because i don't know if it's because their bodies are smaller or what but probably and their brains don't really tell them to stop drinking right ours usually do yeah so this was something i was very mindful of with buffy when we were in the canoe because she kept we've talked before on the podcast she likes to chomp at water (laughs) <laughs> it's like her favorite thing it's really cute and it's super cute but she, so she was like as we're paddling she was like chomping the water that came up behind us mm-hmm. which again super super cute and then she started okay 
I like to think that this was because she saw us paddling and just was like, oh, they're paddling. I should paddle. And yeah. so she started paddling. But really, it's just because she was like, y'all aren't paddling. Stir up. So if you're not going to paddle, I'm going to paddle. Because <laughs> she would, like, paddle at the water and then chomp, chomp at, at it. Chomp at it. That's really cute. Yeah. But it did mean that she had a lot of water intake that day. Yeah. So, which she was okay. I was, you know, I had done the research for this, so I was already keeping that in the back of my mind. And she did eventually stop chomping the water, and then she started chomping at our paddles. <laughs> she decided, well, if I can't eat the water, I'll eat their paddles. It's fine. Oh, that's so, cute. It was really cute. One thing you can do if you're worried that your dog has consumed too much water is give them some dehydrated food. And that can Mm -hmm. help absorb any of that excess water. I think we gave her, I think I had some like, we had some dried pellets and then we also had some dried um, apricots, apricots, I don't know how to say that. So we gave that to her as well. And I think that helped her. But (laughs) she peed so much later that day. Like, it was like every five minutes she was asking to pee and it was a ton. So anyway, that's fun facts. Kidneys were working hard. They were working overtime. Yep. Yeah. All right, two more tips about swimming with your dog. So be aware of other critters like snakes and bugs. Watch out for fishing line, especially, obviously, if you're swimming in a river or a lake or the ocean. Just be mindful. And then hopefully this is obvious. Don't let them swim when when it's cold. Oops. (laughs) That was not your fault. That was not on purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, try not to let them swim when it's cold. We were trying. It wasn't that cold, but no, it was it definitely too cold to swim. It was like maybe yeah. 70 degrees outside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, I think it can be easy to think that, oh, they have like their coat, so they'll stay warm. Just don't. If it's co- too cold for them, I'm sorry, if it's too cold for you to swim, it's too cold for, it's too cold for them to swim. Sadie was shivering and whining for the rest of our, our hike. Yeah. Like, right. I, I picked so, her up at one point because she was so pathetic. Well, and honestly, too, like, so Sadie has a longer coat. Buffy dried out a lot faster mm-hmm. than Sadie. So she wasn't as cold. But Sadie stayed cold longer because it just traps the water in there. Her fur absor- absorbs the water really yeah. well because it's not this. It is kind of a double coat, but it's yeah. not a water resistant coat at no. all. It is, no. She, it's really easy to bathe her because she it's easy to you know like with labs it takes them forever to get wet yeah um but with her she's like instantly like soaked yeah if they do swim when it's cold like if they jump in like little saints they can get swimmer's tail which is where they lose feeling in their tail they won't be able to wag it or lift it Um, and you'll have to take them to a vet Puppies are especially at risk for this just because they're so little. Mm -hmm. So if you see them shivering or if they stop moving their tail just after swimming, take them to the vet. Huh. So those are some things. (laughs) She was okay. She was shivering, but her tail was fine. Yeah. We got, and we got her warmed up pretty quick. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So just, you know, if something like that happens, just be on the lookout um, again for the swimmer's tail and the water toxicity so because those can be bad yeah so all right should we do our arbitrary rating 
Yeah. <laughs> Swansea Jack gets he gets an official lifeguard's chair. <laughs> and that's made for dogs to sit in, so you know. And a red tank top and a whistle. Aww, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm giving him like three of those little like life you know, those life rings. Is that yeah. what you call them? Uh-huh. But like three life ring toys. Aww. So he can like do his lifeguard thing. I think he also needs some aviators to yes. round out the outfit. A hundred percent, yes. Yeah. You don't wanna you don't want the whole look. Yeah. <laughs> you can't have your eyes you can't be blinded by the light. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well <laughs> Uh, you can always find us on Instagram at Puppy Dog Tales Pod. Email us any stories about your dog swimming at Puppy Dog Tales Pod at gmail.com. And leave us a review. You can do that on Facebook or wherever pods are cast. Yeah. <laughs> do you like that? I like that. That was Thanks. cute. Yeah. I'm proud of that one. All right. Until next time, keep calm and. Wag on. on.